Aloha and welcome to the Rainbow Wrap-Up. Uh, it is a dark night where I am, and I'm sure the dark cloud may be hanging over from the game over the weekend. But um, before we even get into that, because we know that's what people are here to talk about, I'm going to bring on um, something that I'm much happier about, uh, the, the panel and my, my boys that I get to talk to tonight, uh, because at least they're going to be in the house and sharing their, their thoughts and there will be plenty. So definitely stick around. Uh, but first I'm going to bring our man, Sean Iman. Uh, what's going on, Sean? What's up every game, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? <laughs> oh man, the UNLV game though, I mean... Oh, I'm still glad I was there. Uh, at the end of the day, thank you, Sean, every game, because there's nowhere else I would have rather been when the time went out, even though a chair almost was broken. Anyways, back to the <laughs> it next. Was <laughs> it was Vegas. It was Vegas. Yep. Well, we got the man in the house finally. He's so hard to get down. He works extremely hard in his life. Um, he has a very kind wife who who also <laughs> lets us pull him away. It's brother Shane Agno. Welcome to the show. What's up, brothers? Yeah, I missed you guys the past couple weeks, but always a pleasure to hang out with my brothers, talk about what we love the most, about our Hawaii football, Hawaii athletics in general. So thanks for having me, my man. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> But now that we have Brother Shane in the house and, of course, um, Sean, it's going to be a very robust conversation because we have been uh, now deep enough into the season where we know what the finish is going to look like. And when we both start, when we started off the year, uh, I said that I was extremely optimistic and I, I was right about that. I wasn't right as, um, you know, the two of you were in terms of what our final record would be, but um, we're hoping that we can at least finish off with the record that Sean had predicted and that, which was six and seven, which wouldn't be a bad season, but um, not that what we, you know, not that what, what, not the outcome we had expected, but we're going to just talk about this UNLV game. Uh, Sean, just, (laughs) <laughs> what are your immediate thoughts? What are what what are your first when you come away from that game and somebody's like, wow, oh, what happened? I saw the score. What what would you say? The the first play was great, and then you can just flush the rest of the game down the toilet. Uh, I think we got to bring up Bo Graham at this point. Like a lot of people are not very happy with what's going on. You know the perception. I, w- I was watching the game. I-, I didn't go up for the game. So I went to Big City Diner and I was sitting with some pretty well-known fellas and just getting their commentary on, you know, what was happening when they would go three and out over and over again. And after the play was over, all the guys like Shevin, they would just walk right past Bo and there would be no interaction, no eye contact, no nothing. And it just, it really just struck me that there's such a disconnect. And like, to me, it's unacceptable. When June was here, good or bad, whenever the quarterback would make a play, walking off the field, June was always there waiting for him to give him feedback, to tell him what he thought. And I just like, what are we doing? This offense can't even score 20 points. And if you can't score, you're not going to win games. So there's a lot of people like myself, like you guys, 
that are not very happy with the offense and the offensive coordinator right now. Shane. Yeah, I agree. Like how Sean said, how, how can you go first place 79 yards and then the rest of the game, no can do nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And the disconnect, um, if, if you guys notice Bo on the sideline and when the offense comes on off the field, he doesn't talk to Cordero. He doesn't talk to his players. He just stands by himself, by his lonesome self, looking at his plays, doing whatever. He doesn't coach the players. And I don't understand why. Aren't, aren't they allowed to talk? Is college different than pros? You know how when you, you, you see pros and Russell Wilson or whoever comes off the field, they immediately go on their iPad, right? And they talk to the coach, like, hey, hey see what's going on here? But Bo Graham doesn't do any of that. And I don't understand why. The whole game, he doesn't coach his players. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, really I mean, if he's going to do that, he should just be up in the box. If he's yeah. not going to talk to the players, he Ex- should just be, be up mm-hmm. there calling plays. Exactly. I don't exactly. So I don't understand. That I don't understand. And we all know we're not coaches. Yeah, but as passionate fans, we're also not stupid. We know mm-hmm. enough about the game to know what might work and what might, what might mm-hmm. not work. Mm-hmm. And also the coaches, I know they're not stupid because they wouldn't be exactly working for a Division One program if they were stupid. But uh, four running plays in a row when you're down by seven with three minutes uh, left, it does not make any sense at all. I'm yeah. sorry, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, like I said, I'm not a coach, but uh, you, you could have called a little bit more creative we even were calling, if you going run we were calling call the plays a big city diner running plays we so were just I, calling I them to the right to the left you know it's <laughs> up like, the middle uh, just that's like oh um, man so and you got calvin turner who's obviously the most talented player mm-hmm. and like you know and you don't even get him the ball i i don't understand it was why not just use wild cat already if that's the case or yeah what not? But well, you know, like, yeah. like, like Reardon just wrote. I was just reading the article before we went on tonight about how, with any football team, there's four people that always get the most criticism: it's the head coach, the OC, the DC, and the quarterback. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're the most high-profile people. And yeah, right now, yeah. I mean, to, for, the defense is good, but I don't know. Even Cordero, I don't know his decision in the past. Yeah, the past. I don't know if he's having enough. I, I know the offensive line hasn't been performing like they should either, but, oh, those interceptions, he threw off his back foot. and oh, it's, it's just hard. It's tough to watch, man. It's really tough. He's so, better than this. Yeah. So, to be fair, so I'm looking over – Mountain West statistics. We are. Where do you think we are in terms of average yards per game? Which I think is a pretty decent barometer of yeah, how yeah, productive yeah. your offense. Where do you think we rank? Second to the last. I think, no, I think we're like I think I saw that, and then it was like 
we're kind of like high up there, huh? We're six. Like third or fourth. Six. Oh. Six. Sixth in yards per game. So is that in are, conference or uh, all games? If if Bo was here right now, he could say that. And that would be fair. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's, that's fair. Also, I'm gonna throw that in for him right now. Um, but would Bo talk to us though? <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. I'm just saying, uh-huh. like, you want to be well, I'll be balanced for him because I we're not gonna we're gonna approach this from a, a logical, obviously, like what we're mm-hmm. game management isn't as mm-hmm. not ingrained those yards didn't always come in the right time those yards is, so that is not in those that's what i'm saying that's just one metric but the defense got three turnovers in the first quarter and turned that into three points exactly yeah. exactly not everything is going to be based but i'm saying like you can before we have a a bow is a fest against him we have to say uh be honest like these guys are going to use these 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 stats to and this is what coaches do to be able to yeah. defend their position. So, I mean, just for Bo, you know, he they is as offensive coordinator, his offense is you know the sixth most productive um, in the league, which is you know above Boise State even by one yard. Give, given that it's they played one more game, maybe that could change, but um, it's the average. So, um, you know, averaging more yards in Boise. That I mean, just saying that alone. Doesn't say the story at all, but I'm saying this is why sometimes we can justify jobs like this, which we haven't talked about yet. As Bo getting this job, because would would Bo be an offensive coordinator at any other school? Hell would, no, hell no, no. I agree. I don't. Only think Daddy so hires him. Would any other school allow their head coach to hire their son as offensive coordinator? Yeah, if, I think there there would be, but they they have to have a lot more better experience or a better performance record. Exactly. Goal. So yeah. what any what any other school allow this this pretty uh, nepotistic move? Oh, okay, it's Hawaii because that's where we allow these things to happen. It's it permeates our you know our world. Um, you know, so the rest of us who just have, you know, just everyday parents, which are hardworking and wonderful, but, um, it's not as easy to be able to reach certain levels. Mm -hmm. There's only 130 FBS offensive coordinator jobs. You have to be one of pretty, you should be a pretty, um, advanced offensive mind at least to be in one of those jobs, given that there's only that many, I mean, to be an offensive coordinator at high school, you have to be pretty pretty knowledgeable these days you mm-hmm. should be, have a higher than pop warner um iq of the game at least but the game is very nuanced and complex and um it has to be it has to be that doesn't fit the description of hawaii's offense right now yeah we can't yeah. we haven't scored 20 points in over a month so yeah that's crap i mean really look at scoring um, okay so scoring where do you think we rank in scoring Oh, Oof, we have we score about like, 27, so 27 points a game, don't we? We average 26 now. So where do you yeah. think that is? Seven. So okay, so I mean, then that's still the, the teams under us are teams that um two teams that we lost to, UNLV and San Jose State, and two teams we're gonna play, San, Colorado State and Wyoming. Um, uh, so this is a chance for us, I will say, 
to sneak out wins. We're averaging more points than these teams that we're going to play the last two teams. I mean, we lost UNLV, who still averages less points. UNLV averages 21 and a half points per game, and they beat us. Um, but Colorado State and Wyoming averaged 22, about 22 points each. So there's a chance that we could sneak in and finish the year six and seven. And uh, if we won the last two games and we, we did well on offense, all of this could go away, possibly. Are you, um, you still drinking the Kool-Aid, Wayne? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> nonetheless, the only thing that won't change is the fact that Bo's hiring um, and the reason that we have him, because let's face it, he he's probably, I mean, we don't know his salary, but I'm assuming he's not expensive because, mm-hmm. and shouldn't be. We don't but, pay our assistants nothing, so. Well, yeah. we don't really know. I mean, we don't know a lot of this stuff, so. You can pay the head coach can do whatever he wants with the salaries and get who he wants and take some of his own salary. And that there's precedent being that done. Other coaches he's over a hundred K, right? Other you coaches imagine. I mean, he's an offense. Oh, I mean, if he's that high, we could have got other people, in my opinion, for a hundred K. But I mean, he I might know. be. No, no, I mean I, I'm saying like if you want to look at the average with Mountain West, I'm I'm sure. Let's see, Mountain West. I don't know if they have that that um, because I don't know how many other schools. Um, I don't know how many other but schools allow the data that, to be released. This yeah. is this is a deeper issue. Like I think you can yeah. take issue with the configuration of his entire staff. A yes. lot of it doesn't yes. make a lot of it yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah, doesn't make you've sense. You've got Abraham Elamimian coaching running back. Running like, backs. You've got like a grad assistant, a glorified grad assistant. Who's the defensive coordinator? Like what the, you know, the strength and so, conditioning coordinators, like the assistant head coach, yeah. like what, what the hell is this? <laughs> like we, uh, I mean, it's different. And the thing is coach Graham is not doing anything wrong. I mean, he was hired to, to, to do this, to do his, to, to, it's his program. When you, when you get, put the keys in his hands, it's his program. But as the overwatch in the administration, it is puzzling why we allow this to happen in the first place. It's like saying we're okay with it. The school, it's not like it, it, those things still have to be approved at, at a level by the, by the administration. It's just like, Oh, well, this is going to be this and this is going to be that. Um, unless they give them complete autonomy over that, all of that, which I yes. doubt, um, or there shouldn't be, maybe they do just, you know, in, in, just because nothing is like codified in a way where it says like the AD must oversee every single personnel move. But uh, for sure, as an administrator over the off over the football team, you better know why, where, where the money is going, how it's being divvied up. First of all, the assistant salaries, how, where people are best placed. So for Todd Graham at first, you know, he, he, first of all, he could say something like this. I'm the eighth highest paid coach in the mountain West. So when that being said, I don't have as much, you know, leeway in terms of what I have left for my assistants. But then we had people like um, Norm Chow and Rolovich mm-hmm. who didn't surpass the 600K mark. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't we say, oh, would you pretty please take 600K like your predecessors? Um, and maybe we can spend that 200K more on assistance better assistance you have a really nice house yeah we we know we know that sean i'm just saying like so you guys so we can talk about how it would go at other schools because we're letting this happen at our school sean 
And the, the fans do. We have a really weak fan base when it comes to knowledge of how things work in NCAA. Fan base as a whole. I mean, you have me here to clear things up, but you also <laughs> have people who haven't been around. I've been in the back. I've been in NCAA office. I've been on committees. I've been all of these things. I look like a child, but still, I was on these things for a long time. And knowing how administration works, knowing how uh, the relationship with coaches is, it's, got, it's more complicated definitely at the Power 5 level than it is our level, mm. but it's still complicated. Mm. And it's still, it's still something that um, is still run by still very hard. antiquated notions, right? Like if you worked here, therefore you are this, right? Like we label people like you are a power. Someone has been labeled as a power five head coach. Who is that right now? <laughs> the guy that we have, that's what people are saying, right? He, they're, he coached mm-hmm. Arizona state. Oh, what do you think he led off with in his interview? I mean, what do you, that's what I'm saying. We were already blinded by that, but who made him that somebody who hired him at Arizona state. And he didn't have a terrible record at Arizona state. It wasn't like a bad tenure as a Pac-12 head coach. Um, but it's like he, he already bought himself his self into a, a class where he has to be compensated a certain amount that is going to, you know, it's like have, he, I mean, he probably does have an agent or at least a lawyer that's working with him. I mean, they're going to be looking at how you are comparable to your conference, at least. And I, that's why I always bring things back to Mountain West. We don't. And right now, Allegiant Stadium is in the Mountain West. So that's something we're going to talk about later on, because I already you follow my Twitter. We already had some fun there. Um, but coach. <laughs> coach has money. I mean, he's not he's not that. So he either really believes in his son and doesn't have, you know, after this year, he can say, I can evaluate after this year. And that's fair as well. He's not going to do nothing. He's not, he, he, ref, he refuses to answer any questions about the offense. Yeah. He sidesteps it. He, yeah. The media, the media has asked him about the offense, about both. I'm sure and they've been super just, strict with it too. I'm sure they've been pushing yeah. him as well. Super hard. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing: is we're we're gonna have um, Todd Graham as our head coach for the next two years because UH Inc. got the 1.6 million dollars to buy him out. So whether you like it or not, Todd Graham's gonna be the coach for the next two years, and I don't think he's gonna change Bo Graham. He's not gonna fire his son, and I think wherever Todd Graham goes after the two years, because make no mistake, we're not gonna be able to afford him after those two years uh can't pay 800k they're gonna have to go way down after all this stuff after i mean they they'll they'll be willing to whoever is in charge will be they're they're not financially they're not i don't understand what's going over there i don't it's so political sean it's more than they don't have to follow like the rules like you and i Mm -hmm. like put it that way they don't and it's unfair but that's how it is over there and i just it's no accountability but you're right I think the administration is willing to put whatever they need to, to keep floating as much. Like I'm talking about the senior administration, like the president of like Lassner. I think he'd be, I think he would not want to see a division one football, like seeing him at stuff. I've seen him at so many games. So I know that he yeah. cares about the program. I yeah. honestly think that going forward, wherever Todd Graham coaches after the university of Hawaii, it will be written into his contract that you are not allowed to hire your son as, as anything. That's, that's my opinion. I think he is that, detrimental wherever Todd Graham goes after this his son will not be allowed 
it will be a stipulation by the university, whoever fires him or um, hires him. I mean, yeah, that's 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 probably not going to happen. But yeah, once again, he has privilege. He's he has privilege. Sean. Like we're we're letting these things happen to us, Sean. So of course, other things, you know, there we we. Well, I mean, and, and he's going to have it on, and he won't get accountable. Okay, first of all, let's say what happened already. What was we talked about the Arizona? Did we bring up what happened with Bo at Arizona State? No. Yeah, he so was Bo he was dismissed. He was dismissed for messing around with a co-ed. Which is a big no-no. Wouldn't so, that be a hindrance for certain people to get hired again at a, as offensive coordinator? Don't you people think? People are even taking issue with his resume. They're saying that he might. No, not. exactly, Sean. You're missing the point. Did he get hired, Sean? He got hired, Ab- Sean. Absolutely. We let yeah. it happen, Sean. Stop. You, he, we, we let it happen already. You, you. That's the annoying part. It's like you Hawaiians, you local people, you Islanders. You don't freaking know better. This is a this is an island-wide mentality thing. Who knows better? People on the mainland know better than us, of course. They're smarter. They know more. <laughs> we do this unaccountable and do what they want to do. Yeah, that's a history but, point. So if Bo Graham is retained as offensive coordinator, I think there's a direct correlation with the number of season tickets that will be purchased next year. Oh. Because ain't nobody. Uh, Sean, ain't no, people this, already, we're already done with season tickets have already been, have already this, gone down for years, Sean. Like, sub, that's what I'm saying. Get sub, off the, the program thing is annoying. And I know you're big on it, but that's what I mean. Like you, those don't lose fact of the, the fact that even if Bograms, who's going to be next, Sean, who's Todd going to bring in next? But that's the thing. His is other we're, son? We're stuck. He's going to bring his, that's what I, as I'm saying, like if we don't, and they're not going to just put into a, a a contract that, oh, like you cannot hire a son. That that's not how it's just not going to happen. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying like the issue is bigger is that we let it happen, and it's and and the fact is we already at a place that we're it's hard to go backwards because we're already we already talked about we're losing fans a long time ago, but now we've already lost fans already anyways. That it, it's not enough that Bo it, and honestly. Bo can still have a uh, a solid reason, and so can his his dad at saying why Bo should keep his job for next year. Especially if the off, I mean, if we lose, even if we lose the last two games, I I I don't see it. Ha- like you said, he doesn't answer questions about it anyway. Yeah. So he's just gonna say we're gonna move some things around, we're gonna coach him up, <laughs> and we're gonna get better next year. <laughs> you know. I- I can already hear it. I know it's annoying. Drink some, drink some Texas tea. Like even like the whole the whole season. I think I've only seen Bo Graham like interviewed like once. Yeah, he doesn't really talk to the media. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to hear what he has because on Dave Reardon's article, he's Dave Reardon requested to uh, interview him, and he said he wasn't available. And Todd Graham said he evaluates his son as if he would evaluate any of his workers who might or do work for him. So like, yeah. Oh, uh, first yeah, of all, no. he should have. So the, the point, first of all, to Todd Graham, he shouldn't have been hired in the first place. That's mm-hmm. that's, that is the point before what he did this year, because mm-hmm. I, I, you could hire a 15 year old and they could, they, I mean, I'm not saying that he's at that level. I'm just saying like anything can happen. Once you get to the game, you can call whatever kind plays because you're right. We're, we're seeing, a lack of a pattern or a lack of understanding of what even is the fundamental underlying philosophy of this offense. We still don't even know. And that was from last year, carried on into this year. Well, but, that's the, oh, but Bo is not going oh. anywhere as well. If yeah, he is yeah. able to 
even squeak out this season at where he is statistically. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't need we he he shielded by privilege, not even having to go to the media, which is on on to me not that that's something in terms of how small our island is too, and keeping that relationship. I think it's something that is a a bad move on their part in terms of just the perception. If you're going to avoid being talked to, but um, so I don't agree with that. I think he needs to face the fire. Uh, but he also in private could be said, or even in public could be said of him that it's his first year and he deserves this chance. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When we, when all these platitudes come out, we know that it's not just the statistics. We know it's game, it's, it's game control. It's, um, game management it's it's positioning on the field and and scripting it's a lot of things more than that um but it's not it might not be easy enough i i i don't think he i don't think he should have been hired in the first place like i said and i think he's done enough to me that proven that he probably shouldn't do the job anymore period from now from the rest of the year in my opinion I mean, i'm with you sean i'm i'm agreeing with you but i'm saying like what's frustrating and i know you're getting frustrated because i'm frustrated sean because I've seen about, the same pattern over and over again, Sean. Are you talking it's about like every year we have something? Talk about Bo, Sean. Okay. I'm in the okay. same position as you, but what I'm annoyed with is that people like you, sorry, don't see the same patterns as as Hawaii freaking fans every year when it comes to something that we allow to have. Even when June Jones was here, remember we used to say like, "Wow, we really let June take control of this, take control of that, change this, and change that." And he definitely, definitely overstepped a lot of what other coaches would do but we let him do it because we trusted him but it was june jones he we he june, could be trusted june knew what he was doing exactly so why would we invest like and give the keys to somebody and say do whatever you want when we don't even know you first of all we don't even know you we don't know her it's like the people like we don't know her but we're going to just give you the keys to the program and be like here carte blanche like do what you want to do even though you're not <laughs> well, even though is. we don't even, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 the annoying part. And that's why I'm saying it's frustrating because and it's, it's like a pattern. 1.6 million saying double dog dare you to, to fire me. Yeah, so, I, it's not happening. Like you said, uh, it's not happening. And Bo, yeah. and look, look, he could get better. Bo could get better. His his numbers could get even better. And if they did, it wouldn't show the reflection that we know because so, it's more so, than and then but like looking forward to next season. Like we hear these whispers about a mass exodus of players transferring out, and like what what does this do for like the selling point for next season? You know, it just I think like I think that coach is really set on his Texas on on creating that Texas pipeline, that Midwest or or South Midwest wherever you know guys that he can get like that he's familiar with because that's what he knows. Like like Coach Graham, I'm I'm not even like fully. He's doing what he was hired to do. Like, I don't know. We, he's doing what, but he's overstepping, in my opinion, when you, when you place your son um, as an offensive coordinator, I think that was an overstep already, especially with a weak resume. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a, that's, a, that's a symptom of an unhealthy program that we already know lacks culture, a true culture of a Division I f- football program, because other schools, what's a part of the culture is, being critical of your program and not being seen as uh, being a bad fan. Like, I mean, I, first of all, I don't worry about being critical and being seen as a bad fan. I go to every game, which no one else mm-hmm. does. No one in the history of our team has ever, <laughs> has ever mm-hmm. done. There's no one that is even in my level in terms of game attendance. So I can say what I want. I'm never going to miss a game because 
of my chemical imbalance to keep going and watching games and being totally <laughs> obsessed with this team. So no one's on, no one's not doing, no one's doing what I'm doing. So of course I, if there's anybody that I can say what I want, cause I go to every game anyways. Um, but it doesn't mean that I enjoy it because we all are fans of other teams too, with culture. Oh, it seems weird. It's like, there's this professional team that has a club in Hawaii and they even meet monthly and they have a president that works really hard for them. And he meets almost daily with his members. I think they're the Seahawks, man. What a culture that is right. With fans, they even have a number that represents them. They even have a flag that people mascot, a mascot that even comes all in. Wow. How awesome is that to be a fan? How many people would want to be a fan of the Sonolu Seahawkers before they'd be a fan of UH football? And I'm being honest. If I was starting from scratch, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. man, I'd rather go with Sean to Agave and Vine and watch the Seahawkers play and the Seahawks play. And hang out, the, the, hang out with the hang out with the mascot, and yeah, hang so out with true. other people wearing the jersey like me, and then maybe traveling with them to the yeah. mainland. That's, That's the culture. thing with Hawaii. Yeah, so yeah. the people, the fans in Hawaii, they put so much love and passion into so their much. pros teams, and like, bro, you get your own UH football team here. You guys don't even give a shit about them. You know, it's like, <laughs> bro. what's happening here but it's hard because it the thing that i like about the seahawks is it's well run things make sense when i contrast with uh it's easy to root for the seahawks because it's done the right way Mm -hmm. Uh, you contrast that with uh and it's just dysfunctional and Mm -hmm. i see that and you can try to tell me that it's not but that's what i see Mm -hmm. and that's that's the challenge in being a uh fan yeah and and no and that's why i'm saying you two you two have been like you're old. For, I'm not saying calling them out because they they have more age <laughs> and years on them. Yeah, but I mean, like you. that's what's even I respect about the two of you. You've been going longer than me. You guys have been going to the field longer than me than I have even, and your family has been in it longer than I have. And so and 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 you know my grandparents start like your grandparents probably around the same age. But you know that that is we are descendants of them we are their lineage so why did they go in the first place what drew them and it really was just that identity you know i was reading i don't know what it was in terms of, on our website in terms of our history and you know how many times our program is funny that we were dropped even at that years that we didn't have football even i think one year we had times that when we first got division 1 they dropped us down they re, they re, you know like we went we, through periods we yeah. Of reclassification, we went through periods of even like crazy pilikia that happened within our our athletic department that caused us to not even have a team sometimes. But for some reason, people still rallied and then went to Honolulu Stadium. And then the governor said, "You know what? Like, I'm seeing 18,000 people. Like, I'm envisioning a fifty thousand seat stadium." And then they built it, and then fifty thousand people came, and a lot came for a long time. And then, like I said, I posted something recently on Twitter last yesterday about how um, was Dave Reardon or um, for Lewis's article from 10 years ago to the day. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 10 years ago to the day. About the dwindling attendance. right? About dwindling, dwindling attendance hurts UH budget 10 years ago. Or it it was 50 percent better back then than it is now. Yes. The scary thing is. Where what happened in the last 10 years that not only did we not pay attention, but like then we didn't even call it out anymore. Like we just stopped. That's why I'm saying, like, 
yes, Bo is going to bore more people, but he's only going to bore the people that are already here that are paying attention. And that's already dwindled. Not worried about that's we have not to, much. That's yeah. not much already. Shout out to our Brad, our you know, my my boy Brad, our boy Brad. And um, you know, Brad is always, you know, talking about like um, you know, I don't even know where I was gonna go with this. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> a shout out to Brad anyways, because he's one yeah. of our top supporters and go follow him on Oahu sports fans. But, you know, he um, we, we just it's just the cultural part of it. And it, it comes with like when when we when we used to go to the stadium as kids and Brad. Um, well, speaking of Brad, Brad, I remember the game that he first drove us to the stadium. And I remember thinking like I was like the coolest thing ever. And we were like 15, I was 15. I think he was 15. I think this was. Yeah. 16 and 16 or something like this. I think, yeah, 16. And I remember like being like, man, this is finally, it's my turn to drive to the stadium. And then like, it was like, you know, it was just about that tradition. I mean, we're talking about the same team now as we're talking about those days when we drove to the stadium, which is really something we have to realize to reflect on the fact that how much we've changed and the loss of a lot of stadium is going to affect oh. a lot. Um, and that's, well, speaking that's of the stadium though. Did you guys see the thing today? They're not going to start Built, busting them down till 2023 and they're estimating 20 years completion time. oh my god it's like 20 years it's gonna be more like 50 to 100 <laughs> don't, don't say 20 years i'm not stupid i mean um yeah it doesn't help that this is the same day they talk about the rails and the uh, wheels are too narrow i mean this is hawaii yes. but that's why I'm saying, like, culturally, Sean, that's the most frustrating. Can you grow up? We grew up in this culture. We're still experiencing it. That's what needs yeah. to be called out, the foundations of what, mm-hmm. we're, what we're living on. And yeah. we're taken advantage of because all of our grandparents and our parents and then us yeah. went to the stadium and we just lockstep because, hey, that's what we do ask because mm-hmm. local people, we got to support the team. Man. Go Bows. And then it's just us yeah. now, Sean. Like, we can, we know who's there. We know who's freaking around us now. We like know people's names. Most of the people like we it's like and like I, I, I love that. I, I, lo- I really love that part that I, we've gotten more intimate. But it's also sad. Like, I mean, going to Allegiant, honestly, that was the first time being around so many UH fans that um, first of all, didn't know who I was, which was good <laughs> because they're not around enough games to see me at all the games, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but um, it was cool to see. I was like, man, I can't wait till we get numbers like this again, where it's, I mean, I was still pinned. Like, I barely didn't see any of the second half, honestly. I only saw the last drive, you know, the second half. I was, people kept pinning me in the freaking club area on the Legion where we were sitting, like talking to random people. Like, there was still too many people there um, for my ability to watch the game. So I didn't get to see a lot of our collapse, but I was kind of monitoring it. You didn't um, miss much. But what was cool, yeah, but what was there, but but like the people are still there. It was cool to see that spirit. So it's still in there, right? Like even like, you know, seeing how, um, you know, people are still waving tea leaves and like bringing back traditions that um, may have dwindled a lot in recent years. Like we don't, the tea, the tea leaf thing well, has kind of gone down, but so there, there's, it's still that, there. That's on the road. That's on the road. And there's yeah, more culture on true. the road. Yeah. There. Yeah. And there is yeah, your yeah. home stadium. What does that tell you? Eight? It tells us that we need to have all our home games at Allegiant. Sure. I don't know. You're not <laughs> doing your job. No way. I would never, that would never work. But you know, but and like, I think, yeah, go, like keep going. I said, it's like, like how you guys keep saying we lost our identity. We yes. are, we don't even know what our team is anymore. And, like even a big 
thing about the culture of our Hawaii football experience was tailgating. So just the fact that we can't tailgate anymore, just I can say like 15 of my friends don't go to the games because we can't tailgate. They rather just barbecue at my friend's house, watch, you know what I mean? It's just, I know it seems silly, but for me, tailgating is is part of the football experience. And when you take that away, Fans gonna get turned off. They were, ah, I'd rather just chill barbecue my house and watch them. But so, they're gonna say things like this to you, Shane. They're gonna say like, "Well, on the mainland, there's less parking," or on the mainland, like this is how it's going. Like, how do you respond to stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, that's the mainland, though. This is Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii is a different market. You need to mm-hmm. d- d- build around your fans and what your fans want. Not what you guys think would work. <sighs> yep. And so, that's why that's the well, frustrating disconnect because things are being jammed down our throats that are not even in concert with like who we are as local people. Yes. And that starts with Coach Graham. And not, this is not personal against Coach Graham. I, I, I want to say this first of all. I, I love Auntie Penny, like his wife, Auntie Penny. For, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been able to get to know her at least. And she is you know, been very kind to a, a lot of fans and very open with, um, you know, how nice she is showing her aloha and, and she is still learning. And I really believe that she, and in terms of our culture, and I, I really believe that she has a desire to, to learn more about us. Uh, it's hard to, to start that way though. Like we need cultural fits and we've had, okay. Like if we look in the history of Hawaii, not to bring up how since, you know, annexation, a certain race, has run everything in Hawaii, but literally every coach came from the mainland. And you'll say, well, obviously, because football was played on the mainland. But for a century, for a century now, local people have gone up the ranks. And um, I have some of them that we know uh, were on our staffs before, like the Lees. We can just name names over the years. Um, and we definitely are ingrained in, in even the most innovative offenses now in Hawaii. So we have cultural fits at every and and across the scattered across Hawaii. And I'm just talking, so we're, I'm just focusing on the coaching right now. And that's why coach Graham was a risky hire anyways, because culturally he's just not a fit. And the fact is, mm-hmm. I'm not sure now I know that NT Penny is trying really hard, but I don't, I don't know how hard, um, you know, coach Graham is in terms of, and I don't know how much a priority it is for him to, local fi himself you know you know like is it a priority to him i know that he respects our culture absolutely i know that as an educator as somebody that um you know appreciates culture i I think he is somebody that respects us but i don't think i don't know if he's that fit and that's why it goes back to shane that everything that's the mainland this is hawaii that needs to be applied to everything Mm -hmm. every part of how we do business in hawaii and it doesn't mean like we we disavow anything that goes on in the mainland no we we take the strengths of what who we are yes, that makes us different exactly. and we apply but, but we leverage I mean, those strengths dick Tomey was from the mainland yeah. bob wagner was from the mainland mm-hmm. they assimilated mm-hmm. and I, I there's just something different no it's, no and i'm saying like you're right and and the fact is they they had 10 years um where they uh also saw so many coaches start to branch off like also within our within and so speaking of Bob Wagner, who I would consider local, in my opinion, you know, as a guy, who, a local guy, guy who gets it, who gets what it means. Like he's still an Ohio guy, too, obviously. But 
he he does we don't need to translate things to him right if we talk about local stuff right so um you know and i he had rich ellerson right be one of the first guys to go out like he already had a tree from hawaii and then obviously paul johnson so all these guys though um have that local tie as well that came through hawaii instead so we're not just i'm not just saying local people obviously i'm saying people that understand hawaii and understand our culture and um embrace it obviously rolo did from the beginning rolo is wearing lay live aloha play wire obviously rolo also played at hawaii so he is special to hawaii in a lot of ways and will always be and um you know maybe not for everyone but i think um in my opinion he'll he'll never lose his place in hawaii just and and and, and it, it might have changed a little bit, but Rolo absolutely yeah. earned his spot in, in, in our lore as a Hawaii football. And he added to that culture and he created amazing memories. So I think that uh, when he came, though, he noticed he knew that that was going to be so important to talk about in the press conference. And that's what we mean. Rolo is from San Mateo, uh, you know, above the Golden Gate Bridge, San Mar- uh, Marin County, California. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he is not a local boy really in that way but he has become one really in so yes. many ways and, yep. and yep. i mean he can talk pigeon like anybody else like yeah, really yeah, pretty yeah. good so obviously like rollo like that's something that really right like that's always going to be something that i think we're always going to appreciate about him too and that has nothing to do with what he played how he coached uh, or how he played it's how I he said oh. i appreciate no, no. the fact that he beat byu both as a coach and as a player so yeah, that, yeah, that holds yeah. tremendous weight with me yeah, I don't. Yeah, but when he came back as a coach, he didn't say, "Hey, I'm the guy who threw all the touchdowns." I you remember me? He said, <laughs> yeah, "Hey, yeah. I have a local he did, life." He and I never left. To. No, but I'm saying, like, what did he emphasize? Did he emphasize what he did at other schools, like a certain coach that came into this one right away? What was more important at his press conference, and even at Norm Charles as well, just, as a local boy, it was important to be to show how I'm a local fit for you guys. I'm a fit for you. I'm a fit it, for you. And we even at even is, at even at Graham's press conference, he didn't even talk about offense, which was the other thing we wanted to he didn't talk about his local ties, which we were all confused yeah, about. He did. He said he was gonna have a high scoring offense that averages like 40 points a game. Well, That's he also he well, does. he he also said he was a defensive guy first. He said that every time he was asked about the offense. Yeah, he, right. He, he no, he did. He he definitely no. down downplayed offense. Let's be honest. From his press con- opening press conference, he downplayed offense. Red flag. Well, here we red are. Red flag emoji. Exactly. Here red flag are. emoji. Red flag emoji. Red flag emoji. So I'm saying, like, Sean, the signs have been there. But when everybody came in here, I was like, oh yeah, bad. But ah, I was looking at this guy's resume. Oh man, now nah, I think he got him. Like that's how white people are, and that's because we are nice and we. Um, we also are ingrained in us that people that from the mainland, we have to be very loving to them, like Captain Cook or something until, you know, stuff happens. And that's how we are as local people. That's well, just how Lampa we are. The Hiki season is over. So. <laughs> Wait, the time of, of sacrifice is done. <laughs> oh, well, this is the thing. Rolo and June, This, and I think this is a knee-jerk reaction by the Hawaii fan base. Whenever we get rid of the run and shoot, you bring in an, uh, uh, this kind of offense that stalls, people freak out. You know, with Chow, with Von Oppen, you know, like they, they get this, you know, knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, my gosh, get rid of this right now. We need the run and Are shoot. Are they wrong? Are they wrong? Um, I'm, I'm part of the 
the, the party that likes the run and shoot. Forever. Exactly. We're a part of the party that likes winning, Sean. And we always right. win with the run and shoot. Mm-hmm. And it's so, been my I observation mean, that if you score more points than the other team, then you win. Especially at our level with our talent. And he yeah. and I you this goes back to how we run offenses. Look, NFL pro style offense, quote unquote. Yes, they always stay pro style because gimmicky quote unquote things get picked up by high level defensive people and the NCAA, you can keep throwing things in. You can have tiny players. You can have whatever small, tiny, whatever, but that's yeah. Hawaii. That's exactly like if we had Calvin running niche. the same routes as John, mm. I think uh, running the, and had Nick and uh, Marner be able to run more screens, be able to even, I don't know, take a shovel pass up the middle. I don't just some stuff that June would have run yes. with the, these guys. Yeah, I keep, think we would have talking. I, I like where you're going with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you yeah, know, yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh. if, if we're if we reimagine the run and shoot with even the personnel that we have right now, I think we would be successful. Especially because Shevin has been running run and shoot since what seventh grade. Well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you know exactly. Shev's, Hello. Shevin's crying at the press conference. Like he is better than eleven touchdowns and nine yeah. interceptions. Yeah, no, no, and he's much yeah. better. better than this. He's re- totally regressed in this. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and it, yeah. and I, I and I that's why I don't blame Shevin as much. I I definitely blame and the, and also the coaching turnover too. Always having that new coaches has been hard, but we were just and that's why when Rolo left, it was extra painful. And I cried when Rolo left. I'll tell you right now, I was really sad to see him go oh, because I was bummed. I thought that this is where we just always happens to us when it's I time know. for us to go to the next level. Yeah. Or really crack for it. And I thought Rolo really could win us a mountain West championship. I yeah. believed it. Um, and then I knew we were going to start you from believe scratch. believe we can win a mountain West championship with this stuff? No, no, not right now. No, no not right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, of course not. Yeah. Are we getting our money's worth? Uh, no. Have we ever got our really. money's worth, first of all? But I mean, like, yeah, at least McMacken had the run and shoot, you know, and yeah. you know, it's like he was he made all the most money, but he was smart enough to just keep what June had going. Um, and then we decided that we we're gonna go for Norm Chow and his style of offense had already soured kind of by that time. Um, you know, but uh, I had a the, friend that took a picture with Norm on the airplane coming home to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Norm, Norm's, Norm's alive and doing well. Oh, okay. Just, well, yeah. I did see him at the crack seat store. I saw him. Yeah. At but the he's actually he's store. actually a very nice, nice, oh, absolutely. nice man. Yeah, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very totally. Oh, everybody, everybody that we've hired though is nice. That, that's why I'm saying we're not. This is <laughs> even Todd Graham is extremely nice. I would. I would imagine him being like a nice dude that you would talk to somebody to have a conversation with. But um, the, the conversation we want to have is, you know, like how, how are you assimilating yourself even more to us? Because that's yeah. important. Like what we said about Bob Wagner and Dick Tomey, who are island yeah. legends, right? Like my grandma's still talking about Dick Tomey, you know, when she, you know, like when as old people would forget the name of it and use an older name, she would always revert to Tomey. So I know that that was the era for her. <laughs> It's like Shoji told me. Well, Shoji lasted for so long that it was like she knows Shoji was going to be the coach. But she'd be like, oh, the kind Tomi is like, well, he, yes, a few regime, regimes have, have happened since Tomi, Grandma. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other guy. It's like, but, you know, he's so what made him so beloved was more than the success. It was how he embraced who we were. Yes. That's why I don't. That's why what what Rolo did, he didn't need. It, it, that's not that's not even that that is a part of. He earned his way, like you said, beating BYU twice. He earned his spot. But what 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 made him special to a lot more people, even if they were casual UH fans, is that he was one of us in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, his wife. Like 
his having local roots. Like that's so important. People talk about that with every hire at UH, but we've seen that less and less with this administration, the importance of having local roots. That's not an important thing. And that is a very um, obvious thing with the hires that we've had. To the coaching staff's defense, I understand we're in a pandemic and Mm -hmm. we got all these restrictions. So I give them that, yeah, because I don't. If if everything was normal, who knows? Maybe he he would be having barbecues at his house with the all the team there and just having but, more events outside, getting to meet people. But uh, but who I would be know. invited? Would the entire staff oh yeah yeah be? no you know would the I mean, entire just... staff be invited? <laughs> so one thing that um you know one thing that I I you know, on Twitter that I brought up in terms of, and I brought this up with you and I, with coach Graham is I, like you said, if you can't go out there and see everybody, he should call them up. And I'm, I'm being yeah, very yeah, honest, yeah. especially with people who said no to season tickets season in 2022. Tickets. And if they had season tickets from way before mm-hmm. call them and ask them point blank. Why? And no local person is going to blow you off because once again, we are the nicest freaking people in the world. So we ne- we're going to let you tramp all over us before we say something. So and we've already let the trampling begin as fans. So why not throw us a bone by, you know, actually trying to connect with us in a way and those mm-hmm. season ticket holders, particularly who have left. Like I yeah. said, I'm different. Like I'm going to go to every game. I'll pay the 150. I, yeah. I, I, I'm like, like this is we're into football too. Like we are going to be there. Chingfield, like, I'm not going to belabor the point. Needs a lot of work. It is the worst stadium in the Mountain West currently. And if that's going to be what we have next year, it's going to be the worst again next, even up to 15K, probably. New Mexico State, I've been to every stadium in the Mountain West. As a fan, um, not just as people who are sitting in the press box or on the sideline, which I want to make the differential for because um, a lot of press people are like, I went here. Like, no, no, I don't care if press people stand in the press box. They did not sit in the stands. They did not have that fan experience that I had that I've had at every single Mountain West conference game and um, stadium. And I've done so in the last, just the last four years, I've completed them all. But in the way that I've gone to every stadium, I at least saw stadiums. Okay. San Jose's is definitely one of the, uh, near the bottom as well, but um, San Diego state's building a new stadium and they used to be an NFL stadium. It's like Boise stadium. You can see how they've built on it. And they're not embarrassed about the fact that they were a community college. Because they were, they're a junior college, but they're going forward because progress goes in one direction, not supposed to be going backwards. So that's why I'm saying like, that's, that's a harder to, to, to swallow is because how are we going to pull off what Boise did now? Because if we jump by going down, it's so much harder than it was even back then. Like you had to have vision and they did. And, um, you know, their offensive coordinator, uh, or their offensive, their athletic director actually got fired. Uh, what's his name? Uh, bring my he was um anyways he had some local ties to hawaii as well but he Mm -hmm. took them from a junior college to a prominent to the fumble um you know statue of liberty against oklahoma Mm -hmm. like that is vision to do that and and really in the space of maybe 20 years um from junior college where john kawinana went to from mililani to boise state you know and back then so it's like we always have our connections we can always find them as local people. Why isn't it important to our administration to also make that an issue when it comes to making hires, when it comes to um, shoving things down our throats? Like Todd Graham, and who has shoved down our throats? Who I still like as a human, and I love his heart, you know, his family. They're very nice people, but he shoved down our throats. And I, I, I accept it because I'm a fan of this program and I'm going to support. 
Um, but I, it's obvious that this is a pattern and vision and lack of thereof is one of the patterns too. So where are we going? I have a question, Sean. I have a question. Are there more or less than 5,000 people? Oh, for, good question. For the Colorado see, State game. I, I'm going with the under. After, I think after I, after yeah. that game against UNLV, I get I get friends with tickets trying to ask, hey, you know anybody like oh, because they they for trying free, to find for people free? that like oh. That sounds like yeah. Are they, I think they, oh, they're they taking for free. <laughs> no, he's no, he's not. Well, he said if nobody I down that we know <laughs> that like our our friend group, like hey, you know anybody that in our group that wants to go, like his like we have mutual friends, nice. so. So he said, oh, if he cannot find anybody, then he, he'll let me know. He'll have extra tickets. But it's like, bro, it's like after that UNLV game, it's like, right, people cannot even give the tickets away. That's like, what I'm bruh. saying is you yeah. can't even give the tickets away now. So so like yeah. like my friend was saying, you know. But hold a student people, section, people, though. Yo, repeat the student the section. The student yeah. section. Let's beat that drum some more. But if the tickets and that's the way that, that but that's the thing. I think they could get over by allowing more students in, which I think if they if they it's funny because they don't care about the optics like that. Because the optics yeah. always look bad. So <laughs> so often. How many times we've talked about this? Always a day late, a dollar short, always behind yeah. the rest of the conference. So optics don't mean really a thing, especially you're not being held accountable. Why mm. even why even worry? But if they did worry about the optics of looking bad, which they didn't, right? You said, like you said, Sean, like you called them on on Twitter about showing only certain photos of the, and sections and particular students. Yeah. And like I was impressed by the student section, of course. Was that the story of attendance? It no. was the only impressive thing <laughs> in the yes. stadium that night. Yeah, it was. Of course. But if they're smart, like my- they would invite more is what I'm saying to get over that 5,000. So... If they do the right thing, they'll get. I think they'll get over five thousand because they'll they'll. It's senior night, and I hope they they yeah, let more so. populate the opposite. They should encapsulate the whole stadium with a couple rows of student section at the very bottom. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what they, they really should, should do. And if 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 they if nobody's buying the eighty five dollars seventy five dollars seats, just discount them at the. Yeah. We wouldn't. No, you just, just give them to the students or yeah, that the students you brought in the Hawaii Rewards. It, Put them there. Yeah, instead let, of just let not, the let the those people tell them to sit down, tell yeah. them to not. Freaking that's that's not how we did it twenty years ago, though, fellas. Because <laughs> no, you're right, Shane. You're so right, Shane. That's the but playbook even, we're running. Because even my friend said, oh, if if they discounted it for twenty bucks or fifteen bucks, they're losing money. But geez, that's money you can still be making than not selling. Yeah the ticket for 85 bucks at all well so, so I, I this is i'll, I'll tell you what the philosophy go. sorry shane and you're right shane like he's right shane does know a lot of people that would go and he's already if people are giving up stuff. yeah and that's yeah. why that that is scary if you're telling me that you have that many friends talking about the last game saying they're not going i i didn't realize that <laughs> yeah. i actually was pretty optimistic i was like come on senior night like don't we still love senior night but maybe but, i but have we're not we're not connected to this team because uh, of the pandemic yeah, no, true, true we're not true. that no, but all the but the, all of them were there in 29. Like nobody, yeah. But we had two years. Yeah, I mean, it, everybody was there though. We didn't really mm-hmm. lose anybody. So we we've had, you know, people. But I'm I was hoping that that tradition at least would be something that yeah. would still be important, like it used to be before, right? And senior walk night, it's a big deal. Come. 
So yeah. I, I'm hoping, but I don't, you're, I'm like you, or I don't, now I'm yeah. scared too of Shane. Shane is saying I'm that scared. before. It's just, it's so many times after we record this, I feel better. I feel like it's cathartic. I'm more pissed off now than when we started. <laughs> and I really just. Also, wow. Sean, you know, we love you the most. So you're, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're, you're the guy that can take it the most because uh, you, you have to, first of all, you're our I'm best a, prognosticator. Yeah. So no. I got this game wrong though. I, I had us winning. And boy, oh, was I, I wrong. Had, uh, I had us winning too, man. <laughs> Isn't this like, wasn't that like UNLV's second or third? Well, this is the game I had us losing. losing against, I think, oh, against Boston. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when you're losing to trash UNLV. Actually, maybe I had it, us winning. I don't know. Oh, it's crazy, bro. But you know, so, like what we said, we need to, let's, for the stadium. I, I was going to tell you, Shane, like, uh, first of all, oh no, I had us, yeah, I had us losing 31 37. Oh, for Shane, the next game, Colorado, oh, Colorado State? State. I had us oh, losing okay. 31 37. Shane had us losing as well, 20 38. And Sean had us winning 31 17. So that's I, good. I'm about to been the closest so far, son. So hopefully <laughs> we're going to go on, on. We hope that you are so the one. I'm, a, right yeah, I'm again. kind of a glass half empty and the glass is yeah. 32. No, no. But that's yeah. the part of it, Sean. And that's why I'm very, <laughs> you're doing good. Like you. Like we said, like doing something like this podcast, doing something like being vocal about what you say, and you already been that way. You got Sean's report card. Yeah. You got doing all these things. You realize that it's it's dirty because as a fan, it's hard. You have to be. Yeah. You have to let your heart and your brain battle each other all the time. Exactly. And that's, right. and that's not easy for us to do. That's that's hard for me to do, and it's hard for me to do about UH. As much as I gripe about UH, I love this team so much. Of course, like oh, I would exactly. not want to be anywhere else in the world. I, exactly. I literally would have FOMO about this team if they're zero and twelve and wasn't at the game in Laramie, Wyoming. Like <laughs> I have, I, I was, I had one cloud in my head. Like why go? Like Laramie is hard to go to. People are not are kind of mean. It's going to be super cold. Super yeah. freezing. I can't yeah. even think about where else. I, I told myself, okay, where else would you go? And I, I was like, there's nowhere else. There's nowhere else in the world that I want to be. I thought, I thought over there would be a little bit friendlier because, no. like, Southern hospitality. Some of them were nice, like... but they were mean last year. Last year, we had to go. And this, this is, like, third year in four years going to Laramie. Yeah, I had yeah, to see yeah. Josh they're like, Allen they're over like there. Cowboys yeah. 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 But, you know, like, well, let... not, not everybody is. But I'm saying, yeah, more and more and more, they're becoming vocal, especially if we're losing, especially yeah. if we're getting blown out. It's like they're, got, they're getting yeah. more mean. Yeah, you can go watch my vlog. If anybody wants to watch my vlog from last year in Wyoming, you can see what it's like in Laramie. I would say go watch it again too and see the subtleties because I caught a lot of it on camera <laughs> and people talking trash to me. Oh my gosh, speaking of talking trash, Nevada, there are show people. I mean, Fuchsia had so many kids, even kids were talking trash to her. It was so, even little girls, like in middle school, like mean girls were coming up to her. I was like, wow, this is next level. Like, like people are hating on us. But at the end of the day, that's where I want to be. It's really exactly. an irrational thing. And I want to tell myself, like, Wayne, snap exactly. out of this. Because you have season tickets to two NFL teams, uh, to your favorite MLS team, partial to uh, two major league teams. Like, I have so many other things that I enjoy doing. That but, you can do. But Hawaii UH football has literally my heart, and I'm married to it. And it's not something that I think I, – I don't think it can last forever. I feel like there's a limit. But <laughs> exactly. every time That's I say there is one, I'm like, no, I want to do this. Or I, I want – like everything You're I do, so and that's the three of us – I'm not, I'm going to emphasize this again, like it's totally out of heart. Like uh, this is a loss financially to be, a, to, for me at least to be a, I mean, I'm spending money on things like hotel rooms in El Paso tech, like no. stuff Flights. that like 
flights i buy Food, you know it's like yeah. everything yeah you know and like yeah. i love it of course i'm enjoying myself i don't say i'm not but i'm saying like it's just different and i'm saying yeah. like it would be cool if like my team won all the time what would that yes. be like or going to conferences being in a, a power five or being in a mm -hmm. conference that at least was in a, a bunch of super cool places not that the mountain west doesn't have those but laramie is not easy to to just it, it, and it's not like the people are bad or something it's just it's a hard place for hawaii and for hawaii fans to be um but i i literally am excited you know i'm like gosh i'm gonna go back there i'm gonna be like uh but i'll be gonna be happy so that's the battle and that's what everything is at the at the heart of this sponsorless freaking podcast because everything <laughs> comes from heart and that's and that's what that's it is that's, um, like, that's like i said like like how you said is there there's a limit sometimes because after last Saturday's game, I was so frustrated. I was so mm -hmm. it's like I can't take it anymore. I, I can't take being a fan of this anymore. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, two weeks, two, two days later, you just <laughs> and like you said, like I how I wrote on the 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 page, the Warrior Nation mm -hmm. page, being a warrior football fan takes a special breed of person. It does, it does. We're special people, bro, because to, to constantly support and go and cheer and spend money and go to every game, take time out of your day to do this podcast for me to find news to repost. It's like, mm -hmm. brah, man. But like you said, we love this team and we bleed green and I'm going to support till I die. And I know mm -hmm. my grandma's looking up at above and she's <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I would do too. Like, oh, <laughs> of course, of course, yes. But it's like, oh, it, like I hear you. Sometimes it's like a limit. It's like, oh, bro, I'm just I'm tapping out already. Like, you, I'm done. you know, I don't, I don't mind losing if, if you know, if we're like in it to the end and it's entertaining. But like we didn't, yeah. yes, it what we what we saw this weekend. That's like that's oh. not it. Yeah, so I, I know there's nobody that wants to win more than the guys on that team and that coaching staff. And it's just, yeah. I, I really hope they can put it together this weekend. Mm -hmm. And like, look at me, I'm freaking bright red. Like, <laughs> I need to chill out. Well, Sean, thank I'm you serious. for letting us like you. I, I, I want you to bring it because one thing I look up to the two of it, I look up to the two of you. That's why I'm, I, I brought you, I wanted you guys to be a part of this. Like you didn't have to be a part of this. You could have said, no, you could have told me like you didn't want to, you know, you didn't, you didn't have to be a part of this. So, but I specifically wanted both of you. I don't need to have any, like, I, I literally don't. I, I, even if it was only the three of us that listened to this, I, that was, that's okay. Like it, yeah, it never is about anything else. It never is about anything else about just supporting, but as fans too, we need to take our next step, our Kuleana and realize that we, we have a responsibility to step up to in terms of not just, not just, yes, if you want to donate to the team, I'm not going to say don't donate money. They, they need the money, but there are a lot of ways. But Sean, what Shane reposting things, Sean reposting things, just doing the taking the time out. There's so many other things to think about in the world or like the fact that they both like uh, the Seahawks, not that the Seahawks are doing that. <laughs> it's here, we're not gonna bring oh, it. that's another one. But there's a culture there, though, that is fun. Like Sean, you know, I'm not going to belabor that, but I'm saying that that culture is something that you sh you're going to be a part of, and it's going to be hard for you to run away from that culture because that's what the Seahawks right. did. Even if, even right. the Seahawks are, the Seahawks have the best, you know, ticket. They have the strongest ticket base because of how strong they're. But that was mm -hmm. something that Seattle did. They sucked them in and they gave them culture and they gave them, you know, something. And that's what we want to see from our team. We just want to see us 
being given that same culture and having a vision that says the fans, the everyday fan, first of all, is important. Like us, none of us are rich. This might be a shocker, um, but the three of us are not. I, and to speak for Shane and Sean, we are not rich people. Um, and I don't think I'm offending them by saying this either because they, uh, they're, it's not like they're poor. Uh, uh, Shane and Sean are, you know, guys that uh, um, are going to be at games and can't afford to buy their own tickets. And they're supporting the team in many, many, many ways. So yes. if anything, most of their money is going to back into this program. But we're not at that level where we're going to be dropping money, circle of honor level money or buying a whole suite. And that is right. sad because that means we're not prioritized. And that and that's what it is. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not like surprised by it, but um it would be nice to have a culture where they're like saying, Hey, all of you, um, even if you are sitting in the nosebeeds, like uh, I had Chibs, Chibs, El Chibo on, and our friend, Travis, mm-hmm. he posted, uh, he's a season ticket holder of the university of Texas. He's a huge Hawaii fan. He's a Hawaii mm-hmm. super fan, but he lives in Austin and became a UT fan. And just all the little perks that he's given for being a nosebleeder for donating $50, and just being a part of something like that is amazing for 50 bucks. How many of us would be like, yes, I want to be able to have access yeah. to this room before Laura Beeman's team goes out seeing the Wahine pass me. How easy is something like that? Like literally, people I know. That. like I'm saying, like we need to get to that culture where we're saying the everyday fan is, is prioritized and we can still extract money from you. Hey, how did, how crazy is that? That if you build a strong fan base, they can still financially support you. And we talked about this too with 30,000 people, fans. Um, yes. And the thing is, I will, I will say the, the, the budgets have changed. And also we've had the legislature also supplement us. So, um, but the end of the day is those people exited. There was, there was Hawaii out, exit out, and it's happening like Shane is talking about. And it's hard because people are hitting their limit and it's scary to know when is mine going to come or is it ever going to come? Cause it, there are times that I say, yeah, for sure. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There are times for sure that I, and I I'm personally, and I, this is not something that I am shy about, but I get personally attacked from things that um, from, from within the program as well. Um, and I do get a lot of love and I think for everybody, people who listen, people who come up to me and say hi to me at the games, I do appreciate that, but I don't, I don't pay. I'm not getting paid for any of this. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I just love this team. Like I, I have other, I literally am the season ticket holder of two NFL teams and I've been to multi, a very exclusive club of football attendees and I make Hawaii football yeah. my greatest. See, and, that, and you get more perks from the other things, like how, oh, you yes. how Travis gets yes. the perks just for being a 50. Like they don't, like every time UH has a good idea, like, before they they gave the season ticket holders, oh come, you get the special day to tour the stadium, and yeah, that was like I such love that. a good that idea, yeah. yeah. Uh, or to eat the food, idea. remember that? Made, remember when you could eat the food? Special. Remember yeah, you could yeah. go and eat the it food made, at Los Stadium. It made it made season ticket holders feel special. Now they 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 don't give us nothing. Like like coat the coat Brennan night. They could have just made a cheap T shirt that said. I was there, Colt. You know, just some kind yes. of Colt in honor of Colt. Just a cheap T-shirt. Hey, we're going to give you a free T-shirt, the Colt Remembrance T-shirt. And honestly, you wouldn't even have to get a mass order. order. You're right, Shane. You wouldn't even have yeah, to. You could so have a like local some, developer do something like that. Simple, a cheap rate. Simple thing like that to make us feel special. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. ah, you guys don't even, like, not. It's like, I get perks. 
But it's yeah. not because I'm a season ticket holder. It's because I'm stupid, crazy loud. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, that's like the school, doesn't, the school doesn't give me no yeah. special perk. It's other people that see me as a crazy fan. Like, yeah, wait. I, I, you know, you've made it when you get the free bento before the, the game. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hoping to reach that level someday. I'm not. I'm there, hoping but... to reach that level. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 one of those things though that I think we need to as responsible fans as well of this program who we are it's we we can do next level and i know like you know cheebs on even on twitter he talked about things that are going on in texas that are or at boise that are um you know outside run fan group run of course those same people also said well it, here at boise we have the administration supporting us oh, yeah. um but we would also you know that's why i'm saying like it needs to be a priority from them first. And if it's not, then it's, it's fine. Then we can just keep doing what we're doing. Cause we said we're, we are long suffering fans. So we'll just, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And then we'll just let, we'll just let it run its course because mm-hmm. this, this program is, is not on a sustainable track. In, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, I think we're on a track of at least demotion within um, and going down to FCS. And I want to say to people, you know, like I, I would hate Ooh. to say that happened, but we would, we, oh. We, we, we would be better off, really. It's probably a better fit I for know. us at this point. Yeah. And, and I hate... Gonna, if it's going to uh, take 20 years so to build lost. Aloha Stadium, then that's what oh, we're Yeah, it at. would be sad. Seeing like yeah. a team like Reno, seeing a team like Utah State, who is proud about the fact that they graduated from that level, and then being a team that goes back down. That's the mm-hmm. difference. But those kind of programs had vision from the very beginning and foundational history. Every, every team that we play... Every every road game that I went to, name me one in the last five years, and I can guarantee you that we were outcultured by them. And I'm gonna include oh. Las Cruces, New Mexico, where I went oh. to this year. Absolutely, out-cultured. they outcultured us. You walk in, you can buy a freaking cowbell, which they bring up the whole game, which is freaking annoying, but really cool and a home definitely a home field advantage a- for them. <laughs> and it has their thing on it, it's a part of their ag background, like they they are who they are. They ain't they embarrassed. If you want to call them Aww. a freaking a hick, a cowboy, they don't care. Call them that, especially in there. I mean, like that's hey, what we're the folks, you know. Wayne, you gotta you gotta want that cowbell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got a fever. Cool. I got a fever, a rainbow fever. Remember with rainbow yeah. fever? Rainbow fever was something that we tried to. Do you guys remember that in the 90s yeah. when they yeah. tried to um Oh, of course, you guys were adults. Sorry, I'm kidding. No, but I mean, like, you guys already, even into your adult, even when you're buying tickets on your own already mm-hmm. or going to games on your own, the culture was even different. I tell people, like, the, the cards at 7-Eleven was a yeah. part of our culture even. Like, I love that. Like I got a monograph. Yeah, and then you would take them mm-hmm. to the game. Like, mm-hmm. that's all a part of, like, the cohesive, like, model of of being able to retain fans and, and preserve a culture in which mm-hmm. they all feel, um, you know, a part of like, let's say Disney, I'm not even say out of sports. Disney is Disney has a bunch of freaking huge fans. I love, I, I watch I, Disney music is a part of my heavy rotation, but you know, it's like, I, those people really, you know, the, as much as Walt Disney spends on his, uh, you know, everybody feels like important as much as you spend. Everybody that walks in there always comes away. Like it was so magical. Like it doesn't matter because it's not only just like the rich people that need to go into the special parts of the kingdom or, and they still have those for the rich people, but 
it's not about that. It's about the everyday person and, and, and feeling a part of this culture and, and buying things, even if they're not at Disneyland, you know, um, wearing whatever, being Jedi's around, whatever they do. Like so many people are so into, like we know, like this is an experience, just, experience, you know, so, but being a part of something and experience. we want, you know, we yes. want it to be a part of something. So how, um, so how we go forward on, is on the behalf of the three of us, we invite we invite you to come and join us to send these guys out right. The seniors, you know, come yes. up, say what's up to us. Tell us we're good. Tell us we suck. You know, whatever. Just come. <laughs> yeah. Everything oh. has been good. Every, every, everybody that has talked to us. And it's funny because so many people will come up to me and we'll, we'll shout out the coach. Cause I know he's listening. He knows who he is. I want, I want to call him out because oh. let people keep their anonymity. Um, but you know, that's something I sacrificed a long time ago and the three of us did. And, um, you know, it's, it's a small Island, so I don't feel like people should try and stay anonymous anyways. But, um, and, the, and what Sean is saying as well is like, let's create community amongst ourselves, like in real life, not just yeah. like on the message boards, not just on whatever, like, and it's like, people want to rant. You can rant in real life. Nobody's going to be offended by it. Like you can, mm -hmm. you can, you can be who you are, like come as you are. But also, like, be a part of the fact that we want to collaborate and create going forward. And um, I, the school's not doing it, so maybe we have to do it, right? Maybe then, and and maybe that's what we're going to start. So yeah, come to Calvin's Corner. We're going to have a Calvin theme. Calvin's we call it Calvin's Corner. Corner uh, One sixty. We'll have some. You'll you'll notice it. I'm gonna. We're gonna. I'm trying my best to, to Calvin it out. Um, and think of ways to do that. So uh, that'll. Be I got a number seven fun. jersey. That's I right. Dug yeah, it out the closet. No, yeah, I dug it out yeah. the closet. So, well, the school yeah. is encouraging people, and I, I, I don't think this is a bad idea, um, to do the Aloha shirts, um, for the seniors, and um, I, I could, I, I think the students will love that and participate in that. So, um, that'll be kind of exciting, and um, you know that. So that let's do that, and you know, like that's what I say. I support whenever the school wants to make a theme, make a color. Yeah, we're always waiting okay. to see, and then oh, we're always there to support. And that's the I thing is like, see that. so that's what they're promoting. Yeah, yeah they're promoting yeah, a shirt to say oh, well, I Okay, and that's that. okay. That's another thing. Shane Lalau head didn't see it because they don't it. promote it enough. Exactly. I just happened to be on Twitter and saw it, but exactly, exactly, it's not being promoted enough because it's not a part of something. Because okay. yeah, they just whatever. Do it if. Come if you so, find. <laughs> no, what I'm saying like the fact that you have to go and get information on your own, like go and yeah. like is because I saw Brad message. Or oh, is everybody wearing a law shirt? So I thought that was just his idea, but now no. I get it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Okay. But um, I appreciate the two of you. Like I said, I I mean that another reason that I stick around is because of people like you. I mean, and I definitely look up, like I said to you too, because of you know the fact that been doing it for a while even longer than me but also the fact that you you know you i i really believe you two work are a part of a lot of the working class not the, not to not in a bad way but the working and the, the most best way possible like you guys keep you guys are what the hawaii base has always been about people mm -hmm. who put in the work for the their community put in the work for themselves spend their money hard-earned money on this program I get to bet. I, I, I spend a lot on this program, but I make, believe me, I reap my benefits. I'm there at all the games too. Like I'm, I'm leaving with memories unless I, my, my memories bank is totally erased. And, <laughs> and in that case, I have to go back to the videos. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, like 
I, I, I think that is much more noble. I mean, that's even more noble. You know, like that, that you, you guys have to, that, that's the most, when I say about being taken advantage of, that's what be, bothers me. It's like, these are the people that are really trying hard for you and like making it a, a part of their lives, not a part of, it's not, it's like a massive part of our lives being a, being a, a part of this fan base. So I just wish yeah. that was, you know, made more important, but thank you. I appreciate the both of you. And thank you, thank I appreciate you. your I'm lives. Only, a I'm lot only as critical well because thank I, you. I'm only critical because I care. And I just, you're not critical. Yeah, exactly. You're not. I, <laughs> I think Sean's just getting started. Sean's just getting started. It's because we're passionate. That's all it is. We're passionate. We criticize. We grumble because we want what we care. We want this program to succeed more than anything in the world. Uh, We've been around the block. So, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Go Bows. Go (laughs) Bows. Well, thanks for joining us. Like I said, go on hisportsfans.com. I'll have some tours. I'm, Slowly bringing them out. We got our SoFi tours coming up. Obviously, the Seahawks at the Rams will be in December. And I have I, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs will also be playing four days before that. So if you want to come to SoFi nice. with me for any of those, reach out. I got a special tour or ticket or package or something. And uh, those are the games that I have for you. I also um, have a, the biggest game of them all coming up in SoFi. Uh, it's the Super Bowl 56. So if you're able to, um, you know, make it to that, um, I am going to be your person. Who the heck's going to play in that game? I I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm. I don't know. What a weird season, yeah. And yeah. I I think that and that's a positive thing about the NFL, and that's something that we love as NFL fans is that it's really, it's 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 a lot more. There's more parity than it is before. Yeah. Get chance. I would, don't we want to say that we don't want to say about yeah. get chance but don't we want to say that about uh still like to say get chance for things yes. like national championship or championship so that's where we are but come join us and on the road for uh game come join us for nfl game like i said so or wherever we go um at hi sports fans it's it's about the you getting those those pesky bucket list items crossed off because this was this is a one short life that we all live and every day Every day goes by so fast. I mean, I think about two years ago being in Las Vegas in 2019, our, our Fuchs gate. And I was like, man, that was two years ago. And then two years prior, what that game was like. And then eight years ago, when I took my first Hawaii Sports Friends group was eight years ago. 20 to Vegas, at least, was 2013. I went my first two year was 2012. But my first Vegas group was 2013. And that was probably the lowest attended Vegas game ever. And I took my licks. But... I, I really wanted to find ways that I could support the program and support this fan base and build it. And that's what really what that's at the heart of Hawaii sports fans is building this fan base, Hawaii, the Hawaii football fan base. When when things like our tours are, are, are centered around them, um, know that it's 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 for you to cheer along the Bows. Of course, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to force you to cheer for the Bows. But the point is, hey, let's go out there. Let's cheer for our team together. And then let's have fun on the road and go to an NFL game maybe and um, let, let's let Wayne do all the planning and do all the stressful yeah. stuff. So I'm, I, 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 I thankfully have taken on um, the call from so many fans over the last 10 years now, but I'm ready to, you know, turn it up the next level. So please come and support hisportsfans.com. Just be a part of our contact list. Our mailing list is a huge, huge support to me. Um, you know, this, this company has, had a pandemic in which we couldn't do any tours and i think that uh 
for me, it made me realize too how much stronger that desire is going to be. Not the fact that we couldn't do it for a year, but the fact that more people, how much more am I going to be able to help people because now that desire is stronger that it was restricted. And I, I want people to really believe that about our UH team, to come out and be supportive regardless of the score. So many people in Vegas, so many people are so proud to see out there. So that spirit is there. And all of this criticism is there to um, bring that that spirit back out because Hawaii is, is about one thing and aloha and, and our culture and our love. And that's at the center of what we're saying and what we're doing. But mahalo for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Aloha. Aloha. I got to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.